You're listening to a message from the Winsboro Church of Christ. This is the Winsboro.Church podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or prayer requests, you can get in touch with us at any time through our website at winsboro.church. Welcome back. This is our final week of our series titled Church of Christ. I'm KT, the youth minister here at the Winsboro Church of Christ, and I'm recording this at a later date. Unfortunately, we had some technical difficulties during the original sermon. And so in order for us to get back on track with the rest of the recording, I thought it would be helpful to help to share the introduction to my thoughts from that morning. As I mentioned earlier, this is the final week of our series, Church of Christ. It's my Over this series, we've looked at how church isn't a building. We've also looked at what it means to be of Christ. And then we had a series of lessons uh, that were titled Unity in Christ, Vulnerable Before Christ, Forgiven Through Christ, Becoming Like Christ, and Submitting for Christ. The reason I wanted to read those off is to point out the common theme throughout all of this. And that is Jesus Christ. Without Christ, none of it works, and dare I say, none of it matters. However, when we as a church are fulfilling all of these things, then our bond becomes almost unbreakable. With that being said, there is one more thing I want us to realize about being the church of Christ. That is that we are called to be ambassadors for Christ. As 2 Corinthians five sixteen through 21 says, So from now on we regard no one from a worldly point of view. Though we once regarded Christ in this way, we do so no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old is gone, the new is here. All this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation, that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal to through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. As God has reconciled us to himself through Christ, he has also brought reconciliation between those who are in Christ. There is a reason I can look at people in our church and call them a brother or a sister. Even though we're all very different, Even though we may not have anything else in common, we are all united and reconciled through Christ Jesus. As Scripture says, there is neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free, nor is there male and female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. Galatians 3.28 On the morning that I gave this lesson, I decided to do an experiment. This is something I often do with our youth, and I got Austin, Shelby, Lake, and Ryan, and Riley to help me out. As they joined me on stage, I told all of them except Shelby to make a circle and to lock arms. My instructions were for them to get as close together as possible. Make this an extremely tight-knit circle, I said. I then told Shelby that her only goal was to get inside their circle. I counted her down and said, go. She started going all over the place trying to pry them apart so she could squeeze through, but they held strong and wouldn't let her in, so I stopped her before anyone got hurt. Then I quietly asked Lakin and Ryan to let Shelby in this next time around. And when I let Shelby go, she started around the circle again, only to be surprised by two open arms on the other side. I then thanked everyone and let them go back to their seats. This is where we pick up in the recording from earlier. Without fail, one of the kids would always say, Well, you told us not to. I say, No, no, no. When did I say that? 
There is something inherently inside of us, I think, that whenever we think about being a close group, when we come together and we try to be as close as possible, and we try to be united, there is something inside of us that thinks, if you're not in this circle right now, stay out. It's in us. I don't know what it is. I don't know why it happens. But something about the closer we get to one another, we run the risk of keeping others out. As ambassadors for Christ, I think the first thing we have to do is we must be open to receive the stranger. We must be open to receive the stranger because if we aren't careful, if we don't watch ourselves as we are growing with one another and becoming closer, our unity in Christ can become the very thing that drives other people away. I love each and every one of you. I've loved the over two years that I've gotten to spend with you and get to know you, and as more of you have come in, I get to know you too. And if you're new, I really look forward to getting to know you better. There is a challenge whenever we get close together and we are unified and we know each other better than we know some of our own family and friends outside of this place, there is a challenge because we inherently start to push other people out without even knowing it. As ambassadors for Christ, we are called, I believe, to be open to receive the stranger. Now, what do I mean by stranger? For all of you young kids out there, I'm not saying run up to strangers and all that, okay? A stranger, I simply mean somebody who's not a part of our church. Someone who isn't already here. Someone who seemingly doesn't belong yet. Yet. I say yet because at one time, every single one of us were separated from Christ. At one time, you and me... And everyone sitting in here, we were not a part of the body of Christ. The Scripture says we were strangers, foreigners, aliens. We were alienated from the body of Christ. But praise be to God that through His grace, through Jesus, His Son that He sent on our behalf, He has reconciled us to Himself. That's not anything that I could do or you could do. But praise God that He has brought us together and He has reconciled us to Himself And His call is for all people. His call is for everyone in this world to say, come, receive the salvation that's through My Son. Come and be reconciled to Me. Have a relationship with Me. But not only that, come and join in the community that I've called My church. That's for everybody. But do we believe it? If we truly believe that this call is for everyone, then we ought to be willing to welcome anyone who would say, I want to follow Christ. I want to be a part of His church. Being an ambassador for Christ means that we're open to receiving the stranger. But I want us to notice one other thing about this experiment that we did. Notice the way that the group was facing They were all facing inward. They were all working on each other and helping each other. They were a close-knit group. 
One of the main reasons I believe that people will come and want to be a part of us is they see the closeness, they see the bond that we have. Jesus said it himself in John 13, verse 34 and 35. He says, A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another just as I have loved you. You also are to love one another. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. I'll be honest, as a minister, there are books upon books upon books upon books upon books that have been written about how to best reach the lost. I've got quite a few of those. Some of you saw Gerald's collection. There's more. (laughs) That wasn't even all of them. There are books upon books written about how to reach the lost. And if you were to ask me how I think we could best reach the people of Winsboro, I'd probably start with some program, put on some event, maybe try to get us to, to do a class or a series, right? And I don't think that those things are wrong at all. Like I said, I got the books. However, it's my belief that there is nothing more enticing than a group of people who love one another the way that Christ has loved them. Jesus himself said, they will know you are my disciples, not by the event that you put on, not by the good advertising or door knocking that you do. They'll know you are my disciples. They'll know it's the real thing by the way that you love one another. So as we ought to be willing to accept the stranger in, we also need to remember we have a job to do here with our body. To be unified, to be built together in love. It's through this reconciliation that we have to God that He makes His appeal to mankind, He says. Let me say that one more time. As we are reconciled to God, Scripture says, as we read before, God makes His appeal to mankind through us. How incredible is that? The God of the universe decides to make His appeal to the world not through some incredible thing. I mean, look at me. It's through us. A little bit of a newsflash for us, though. People aren't interested in more division. People aren't interested in more fighting, more bickering, more gossiping. They can go literally anywhere else in the world for that. The church that Christ died for is united in purpose, and that purpose, I believe, is to build up ambassadors for Christ. Side note here. If you ever wonder why we have ministers like me, like Gerald and Loanne for over 50 years, Colby and his family coming our way, we praise God that they're on their way. Why the church has shepherds that are here for you. Why we have deacons. Scripture tells us that they have a specific purpose. Paul says it this way in Ephesians, that he, Christ gave the apostles, prophets, evangelists, shepherds, and teachers. He gave us, these men that you see before you, for a specific purpose. Ephesians 4 verse 12 says, to equip the saints for the work of ministry for building up the body of Christ. To equip the saints for the work of ministry. I may have the title minister, youth minister, When Colby gets here, he may have the title minister. It might be on his door, but I'm here to tell you this morning 
the saints are you. It's all of us. We're excited about a new preacher coming. I'm excited that he's coming to help equip all of us for the work of ministry. We don't just have two ministers at this church. We have a lot more than that. And so, as ambassadors for Christ, we need to be open to receive the stranger. We need to love one another as Christ has loved us, being equipped for the work of ministry. But I believe a real honest question we have to ask ourselves is this. As an ambassador for Christ, how do I interact with those outside of our church? How do I interact with those outside of our church? If you haven't ever asked yourself this question, I really want you to stop for a moment and do just that. If you haven't considered what your responsibility is for those who are not a part of our church, take a moment and think about it. In Colossians chapter 4, at the end of Paul's letter, he has some really encouraging words. If you would turn over there with me. Colossians chapter 4. Starting in verse 5, going through 6, he says this, Walk in wisdom towards outsiders, making the best use of the time. Let your speech always be gracious and seasoned with salt, so that you may know how you ought to answer each person. Walk in wisdom toward outsiders. Make the best use of the time, because we don't know how long we have. Let your speech be gracious, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how you ought to answer each person. I want to be clear here. I don't think he's just saying, be sure you know how to win every argument. If I read Scripture correctly, we are not here to win arguments. We're here to win souls. So the next time you have a discussion with somebody about Christ and His church, remember this verse. The next time somebody asks you about that group that you're a part of, that you talk about so fondly, that you love spending time with, think of these words. Let your words be gracious, seasoned with salt, so you might know how you ought to answer each person. As a church, our primary purpose for gathering really boils down to the two greatest commandments. Love God, love others. It's what we're here to do. But when we leave, when we walk out of those doors and we go back out into the world, we have one great commission, as we call it. Jesus, before He ascended into heaven, said these words to His disciples. He said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to Me. Go, therefore, And make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. In your sermon notes, you might have noticed a question there at the end. I want to ask you to write down a name this morning. Who is one person that God has placed in your life so that you might help bring them to Christ? Think of one person. I worked out at Deer Run for a number of summers. 
one of the best things that I could ever tell kids at the end of a session was that you're about to go, you're going to leave this place, and you're going to meet somebody that I will never know. And that's true for each of you. There is one person in your life that nobody else in the Winsboro Church of Christ will ever know or meet, most likely. I believe that's a person that God is calling you to be an influence on. That God is calling you to be an ambassador for. Go, be an ambassador for Christ in this world of darkness. And with that, are you open to receive that person? Are you truly? Where's your heart at? It's very possible that we like the way things are. That's okay. But I see a lot of empty pews in here. I know there's a lot of people that you know that could easily fill them. Are you open to receive the stranger? And with that, do you love your church family well? I know, I know for many of you, you at least do a good job with me. <laughs> I commend you for it. I feel loved every time I'm here. Are we doing the same for everyone in our numbers? And with that, are you making the most of your time with outsiders? As we go into this world and go about our lives, are we considering how we might be a true ambassador for Christ? Are we willing to go and show the world how God has reconciled us to Him and how we now have this ministry of reconciliation bringing the lost back to Christ and back to God? My prayer for you is that as we work on these things as a church, as we strive to be the church that Christ died for, that we will always have it in our mind and in our heart to look outside of ourselves and be welcome to bring in other people. It's not easy. It's scary. And if that's you, I pray that you will come and receive the prayers of the church. Because we're right there with you. It's not easy. It's, it's a challenge every single day that we get up. That's why we're here. So if you need prayers of the church this morning, if you need help being an ambassador for Christ, or even if you have not even started your walk with Christ, we would love to help you. That's why we're gathered here this morning. That's why we're about to sing a song that Roger's picked out. As we sing those words, we're not just singing to make a, a beautiful noise. We're encouraging you. We're encouraging you to ask for help, to receive the help that God provides through His church family. If you have a need this morning, we'd love for you to come either to the front or to the back as we stand and as we sing.